Morning. It is uh, December 1st, 2013, around 8-ish, I think. Um, 23 degrees. 23 degrees, but nice. Because there's barely any wind. And, well, and because I waited until about 8 o'clock, so believe it or not, this is the warmed up version of the sun beating down on us. I'll probably regret dressing in layers. But you know, I said 23 degrees. I am seeing my breath. I'm not taking any chances. So, uh, walking today with Mr. Jasper. Jasper says hello. <sighs> Had a pretty good day yesterday. What did we do? We went, uh, we went and built sandwiches for the homeless yesterday. It's, uh, it's not something we do a lot, but I mean, the homeless volunteering thing, but, uh, we like to do it occasionally. It surprises some of my friends who know that I'm atheist to find out that I have such, so much of a background and so much of a knowledge base of Christianity. So when I say things like, we want to teach Arwen the joy that can come of good works, they immediately look at good works and go like, aha, theist. But no, I honestly believe that you can take from many different religions, philosophies, and cobble together something of your own. I think everybody does that anyway. They just band together for donuts and coffee. Ooh, that was rude. Um, anyway, uh, so we like to do that occasionally to show the EP that there are... that there are people out there who are doing something for nothing. That there are people out there who are helping. And that there are people out there who need that help. People who can benefit from it. So that was cool. Near the end, they had a stack of index cards. I mean, after we were done building sandwiches, putting them in little packs, and getting ready for distribution, uh, the, uh, the organizers had a bunch of index cards. And on the cards, they had some vital statistics about homeless people in the area saying, look, this is the only Christmas, I mean, this is their Christmas, this, on this index card, this is the only thing they're going to get for Christmas. These are homeless people, they got nobody else to turn to. If you can, 
take a card, sign your name, and pledge to get them whatever's on the card. And so I figured that's kind of cool. That's, you know, easy enough. It's easy enough. You know what? I, I might take a couple. Um, because I thought I can get somebody a gift. Somebody who wouldn't have anything normally. And the fact that it was like for individual people, it was like, this has got my name on it, you know? Makes it a little cooler. So, Allie got to the list first. And uh, when I got to the stack, uh, I noticed they were all children. These uh, organizers were trying to set up Christmas for the children. And, you know, and at that point, you're looking at it like, God, they're, you know, these are all little kids who have nothing for Christmas except maybe the one gift that we managed to get. And that kind of shocked me. It definitely solidified the idea that we were going to help out more than one. Allie's a good organizer. She has a lot more experience with volunteerism. And so she went through that list a lot quicker than I would. And she found three or four kids that we're going to be helping. And showed me the list to, to uh, confirm. And one of them said, Zachary, age two and a half. Man, I don't even know. Zachary is homeless at age two and a half. You know what they put on the cards, too? I mean, every one of them. They said, clothes. Every one of them. There was kids the same age as the EP. And I think about the Christmas list the EP has. And don't get me wrong, she's a good kid. I'm not dissing her for this. I'm just... We are so lucky. There's a kid out there, barely been walking very long. And he's homeless. I don't even know how that works. Anyway, didn't mean to be a bummer here. 
And this is not the very special Christmas episode of Brand's Morning Walk. I just... It's just something that happened. So, yeah. We're going to go and grab a whole lot of clothes. Anyway, so, we did that yesterday. What else? Allie had some uh, coupons for Staples. So we went out to Staples and by that time we were all really hungry. <laughs> we hadn't had much to eat that day and uh, we'd been folding sandwiches for the homeless. And it's funny because even the EP knew I don't care how hungry we are, nobody's eating from that place. We're not taking food. It was donated for the hungry. Anyway. Let's see. So, yeah. Um, we got something to eat. We came home. That time, I guess it was about three or four. We were pretty tired. Just about everybody took a nap. And, uh, what after that? I finally finished recording, editing, and publishing in Vito Rex. It is now available on Smashwords. Uh, I even put up a, uh, good chunk of the first chapter from the, uh, next book. And, uh, let's see, yeah, it's available on Smashwords, Amazon's working on putting together a Kindle version, uh, Kindle version works, I mean, the preview looks decent, I misspelled unrecognizable, with two E's, or three E's. Instead of two. But that was in the section that was clearly labeled work in progress, so I don't feel too bad about that. I'm gonna have to put together the uh, print version, get on Create Space again. But not today. Today, I gotta do laundry. I mean, I have to do laundry. Uh, can't go to work tomorrow if I don't do laundry today. Um, what else? Didn't get my thousand words this morning, yet. Hoping to do that when I get back. Today's Sunday, so it's the day that the EP and I usually go to eat eat breakfast together and uh, yeah it was funny I wrote 400 words yesterday 4, 480 four, about 500 words um, 
and it was just planning out what's going to happen in this one scene. I say scene, but I'm telling you, if it takes 500 words to plan it out, chances are we're, not, we're looking at another massive long action scene kind of scene. I don't know if I'm just becoming an action writer or what, but looking at the outline, I'm seeing a lot of this could be really cool if kind of twist that lead to some longish action scenes. My experience is that people like those. So I'm not too worried about putting in too much action. And let's face it, they all grow organically from the plot, the story that I've already put together, so there's no problem there. So, yeah. All the same. I said I was going to do about a thousand words, maybe get an extra thousand because it's a four-day weekend. Nope. Here we are on day four and I've got 500 words of just planning. Well, that's not fair. I think I did a thousand the other day, but still. Definitely not keeping with the plan. So, what else? I finally finished Call of Duty's Ghosts. Call of Duty Ghosts. It isn't a bad game. It is absolutely beautiful. I will give it that. The amazing vistas, the artwork that went into it, uh, the different gameplay styles that, even though they're throwing you into a different type of gameplay over and over again, they are all fairly uh, similar. It's easy enough to get used to them. So that's cool. Um, the story is almost painfully bad. Uh, <clears throat> it's just basically old white guy, Marine, and I mean, okay, they're calling them special service, whatever things, they pretty much all look like Marines. Not real Marines, I mean, like, poster Marines. And, so yeah, old white guy has a grudge with older, other older white guy, old white guy. And so, despite the fact that the entire world is falling apart because South America has taken over. And I love the 
South America is taking over storyline. That that's fun. Come on, puppy. Lights says go. So that means we have to trust everyone to follow the lights. Yeah, so apparently if I understand the story right, they nuked the uh, Mideast, which means that we had no oil anymore. This coming as a shock to any petrochemical scientist who looks at major storehouses of petroleum. But that's beside the point. This causes the West to crash somehow. And that's never po uh, properly explained. Now, I'll grant you, Mexico is a good partner for uh, petroleum. This is true. But right now, we are producing what? Never mind. Never mind. Whatever. So, we bombed the Mideast, or somebody bombed the Mideast. I'm not entirely sure who. The, it could be that it was the small splinter group called the Federation. And I gotta admit, there was a certain amount of cognitive dissonance calling a bunch of uh, enemies the Federation. And uh, they basically got a hold of a space station weapon which they use to blow up California and other places. But the only one anybody ever really cares about in a video game or TV or movies is California. So you get to walk, run past the uh, smoking ruins of the Hollywood sign and uh, basically run away from the earthquakes that are created by it. And it turns out that angry old white guy one is in charge of or a leader in this federation because when angry old guy two failed to save him and they actually make you walk through you as angry old guy too, failing to save him. That pissed me off, but that's another story. <sighs> Look at that cute little puppy. Isn't he adorable? Morning. So cute. Anyway, um, so yeah, angry old guy one has risen into the ranks of the Federation to get revenge on angry old guy two for not saving him all those years ago. Angry old guy two says we've got to go and get angry old guy one because through most of the game, you play the son of Angry Old White Guide 2. 
I refer to them this way because despite our incredible ability to render different types of people, we still end up with guy who has short hair and guy who has scar. Anyway, because their body style is exactly the same. Anyway, um, so yeah, so you go out and you blow up places one after another in the name of the United States, hoorah, without really any idea of what you're doing or why, which amazes me. I mean, you're out there, there's a uh, platform, I want you to sink it. Wait, what does it do again? Who cares? There's a platform, go sink it. <coughs> if we do, this will be critical to destroying the enemy's ability to breathe underwater. I don't know. Just go get it. Okay, hoorah. Now we need you to blow up a boat that can only be blown up from underwater. And despite the fact that you have incredible technical resources available to you, despite the fact that you can overpower 50, 60 men at a time, if you swim past a shark you will die. There is, they take away the shoot button. They even take away the button that lets you pull out a knife and stab someone. You can stab humans, but for the love of God, don't stab an attacking shark. Anyway, so you're going through all these missions, blowing up things for whatever reason. And I begin to worry that that's kind of the way the military works. I mean, you don't question orders. I'm sure somebody up there knows why we need to blow this thing up. It's just, I got nothing against our military. I think they have been badly treated. And I think it's been exactly in the way this game portrays. I mean, that they are badly treated. Come here. Come here. It's okay. Sit. Stay. 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 Good boy, Jasper. Okay. <sighs> OSAR. So anyway, I don't mind that it is so militaristic. I like that it's so militaristic. I don't like that they have such a narrow need to know. Hello. 
Uh, no. Sorry. It's probably the first time anyone asked me that. Oh wait, actually I do. I do have an earring, but it's in my ear. I don't know if that counts. Uh, yeah, that was odd. Person walking the other way said, do you have an earring? Um, anyway, uh, what else? Um, yeah, it's not the military thing that bothers me. I get that they're fairly, fairly accurate there. And they're pretty, uh, I understand that the military really likes this game. And that's, as may be. My real problem with it is that it's a rail shooter. Every single mission is, come here, come here, come here, come here. Oh wait, there's a whole bunch of guys, shoot them. All right, now come here, come here, come here, come here. Now hold down the X button. Now, come here, come here, come here, come here. Also, they set up a bunch of uh, incredibly useful weapons that you can barely use. For instance, you are storming through this stadium, and the stadium mission is amazing. Uh, you're going through the hallways and jumping over bleachers and stuff. And uh, at one point, they say, hey, why don't you use that remote sniper that we, that we put down? And I'm like, what remote sniper? Oh, hit the D-pad to bring up the remote sniper. All right. So I bring up the remote sniper. What does it have in it? We had set up on the edge of the, uh, of the uh, stadium a robot attached to a gun. And so I could zoom in. I mean, when we were looking at a door, and on the other side of the door is a private box it's facing the stadium, so the gun on the edge of the stadium could see them clear as day. Pop, pop, pop. While they were guarding the door, I took them all out with the remote sniper gun. That was cool. Here's the problem, though. I could have gotten almost everybody with that remote sniper robot rather than running through and shouting, come here, come here, come here, the entire time. So, yeah. Later on, you get a gun, or rather, they have mounted guns on an Osprey, and the, uh, the Super Tech lets you attach to the, uh, actually I think it's a drone, lets you attach to the drone and gun down enemies from far away, which brings up the question, why are we putting human lives in danger to do this? When we've got these things that are much better at doing the job and are non-human. And don't get me wrong, 
I'm not making an argument for drones. I think our current usage is... Anyway, that's getting into politics. Libertarians don't like war. So, anyway. I uh, had all these cool tools and could only use them when it told me I could. I had all these different areas to go to, but could only go to those that were okayed. And you know the one that's the most annoying? There's this feature designers have called the invisible wall, where if they don't want you to go somewhere, they'll just make your guy stop moving. You've got desert all around you and there's a shack to the west. If you say, forget that, I'm going east. Let's just see what happens if I just start walking east. Eventually you just stop. Your guy just can't walk further anymore. No reason, just an invisible wall. That's a really bad design plan. But what's even worse is when, what's even worse is when the invisible wall is something that's made just to kill you automatically. I mean, Grand Theft Auto had fun with it. When you start swimming and you swim too far out, shark gets you. Okay, that's kind of funny. That kind of makes sense. But using Call of Duty as an example, I'm on the deck of an aircraft carrier that is in the process of capsizing. And as it starts rotating, as I'm on this slanted thing, a uh, Oh man, I can't think of what they're called now. The VTOL jet, I can't think of what it's called. Harrier, that's it. Harrier starts flying past me, sliding past me really. Morning. And I see some idiot try and run in front of it. He's, he's sliding underneath the wing. And I'm thinking, dude, you wait half a second, it will slide past, and the way will be clear. And so I do. I hang back for half a second, and I'm dead. No explanation, no shrapnel, no thing suddenly catching me. They just decided, common sense shall be rewarded with death. I played through that way a couple of times. Just don't run underneath the, you know sliding multi-ton vehicle how about just let it go but no happened over and over again and it was only when I decided all right I'll be stupid and run underneath it slide underneath it as it slides past me only then would they allow me to continue and that was the problem it's it's just the design of forcing you into this macho, stupid crap. I mentioned the other day how Call of Duty forces you at, while playing old guy, angry old guy number two, forces you 
to let angry old guy number one die. They make it your choice, except they don't give you a choice. Which is supposed to make you feel bad, I guess. But totally fails in that. Anyway. Yeah, the macho crap is huge in this game. Let me give you an example, and I'll warn you, this could be considered a spoiler. I mean, I don't think anybody would see it as a shock. But, here we go. Near the end of the game, you are on a train. Now, your people have already taken command of a orbital weapon system capable of unleashing death anywhere in the world. You've found Angry Old Guy 2, finally tracked him down, and he's waiting in the next compartment. So your brother says, I want to call down a strike on this location, on this train. Now, at this point, a sensible person would say, all right, well, he's in there. We're about to attack the train. Let's get out. You know, we know he's going to die. Problem solved. Move on. Let's not die with him. But no. Angry Hesh is angry. So we go running in there, where, of course, he gets a drop on us. Now he's got a gun to my head. My brother drops his weapon, says, it's all over. We're, you're going to die anyway. So why are we there? Anyway, um, and angry old guy one puts a gun to his head, and then brother gives the kill word, the word to unleash the fury. Checkmate. And then, what? What does that mean? And then, boom. And then, oh no, we're all going to die. And we've fallen into the ocean. And we're... <sighs> we're in the ocean in a pressurized container. <clears throat> we are going to die if we don't all get out fast. We groggily get up to our feet. <sighs> I reach for the gun. But bad guy gets it first. He's about to shoot me. But brother jumps him. He drops the gun. I grab the gun. Brother and evil guy are in this locked in mortal combat. I point my gun and click, 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 click. So, as if the macho crap wasn't enough at this point, brother then throws bullets to me, which I have to press the X key to get. Having grabbed the bullets out of the air and then loaded them into the clip and then loaded the clip into the gun, I then shoot the bad guy. And that shot goes all the way through him to the window where the bullet breaks the glass, depressurizes us, and we're all drowning now. Now remember, we could have just jumped out earlier. Never mind. Anyway, I'm not going to give you the spoiler for the big ending, but yeah, it was it was just 
some of the writing was just really annoying, really obvious, really bad thinking. Anyway, it was a beautiful game though. And we are back at the house, so I will bid you a good day. I hope to see you tomorrow.